This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook and at trevorjamesflutes.com. I'm Claire Southworth and welcome to another Talking Flutes podcast. It's midsummer here in the UK and I'm just back from a long and very hot walk along the seafront with my dogs Pete and Minnie. Walks are for me a great time for reflection and today I found myself mulling over my teaching ideas. For example, how we teach but also how we learn, how we adapt depending on who we're teaching and how are students reacting to us. So I thought I'd chat today about some of those thoughts and ideas. Teaching and learning takes time. Our skills in both takes many years and our brains need time to digest, adapt, compute and adopt. I'm realising now that this is a huge topic, so forgive me if I wander around and digress. My belief is that in order to be a good teacher, we have to at some point remind ourselves what it's like to be a student. And I've certainly been reminded of that during the last year, trying to learn the guitar with all the frustrations of knowing how it should sound, but not having the skills to achieve it. I've learned a great deal from my teachers, not only how to teach, but often how not to teach. It's interesting to try and remember your own early lessons and make notes about what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy. Students need guidance and help. Teachers and students are both learners. The only difference is in what they learn. I so enjoy the journey that I take with each student, watching and hearing them develop and discovering things for themselves. I especially love when they succeed in an exam, a competition or job audition, or when you can immediately hear the work and practice that has happened between lessons and the obvious enjoyment of that progress. All students are individual, All have individual needs, abilities and levels of learning. We have to teach the person, not the instrument. And we need to be honest, but not cruel, giving constructive criticism and instilling confidence in their abilities. You can teach, but that doesn't mean that a student will learn. Teaching doesn't equal learning. It's up to us, the teachers, to facilitate that learning process. This process of teaching is in two parts one for you the teacher and the other for the student. From the teacher's perspective we need to adapt and be flexible depending on the needs of your student. So planning your lessons, keeping notes, devising short and long-term goals. Short-term goals could be to give your students the practical skills needed and long-term to enable them to be competent and independent. As a teacher our goal is to become unnecessary reaching a point where we cannot help our student anymore, letting them go to keep developing and achieving, based, of course, on secure grounding and confidence that you as the teacher have given them. From the student's perspective, clear instruction and clear expectations are required. Practice makes perfect is a phrase I hate. Nothing is ever perfect. It's very subjective and puts huge pressure on students. Vocabulary and communication are such important factors 
And in early lessons, being absolutely clear about what is meant is critical. The word practice can be understood in a totally negative way, whereas playing is positive. A better expression could be play until it doesn't go wrong. There is certainly a sequence of learning, oral, visual and kinesthetic, which is listening, looking and doing. We hear, we see and we try. Oral could include tone colour, sounds, dynamics, pitch and clarity. Visual could be posture, finger positions, embouchure and breathing. And kinesthetic, the movement of the fingers, embouchure, speed and pressure on the keys and the effect of breathing. We need to approach teaching in a professional manner, working out how to succeed and how to be a successful teacher, not leaving it to luck. So we need to do our homework and become expert in our chosen profession. You don't need to be the best performer to be the best teacher. A love of helping, communicating, believing in the potential of any student. Not everyone has to be a soloist. You just need to impart a love for flute and all music. We need to understand that our students can teach us as much as we can teach them. And not being afraid to challenge students to achieve more than they think they're capable of. Learning an instrument isn't easy. There are always going to be obstacles. So it's up to you, each individual, to plan a teaching career. There's no career structure, as in business, no end of year assessment, no performance review. Maybe we could conduct our own reviews, our own self-evaluations at the end of each academic year. So one, be proud of your achievements, no matter how small. Two, be honest and critical. Three, decide how you can grow your business. Four, keep a note of your achievements. Five, list strengths and weaknesses. For example, I communicate well and I'm creative, but sometimes disorganized and should ask for help sometimes. And finally, number six, what are your goals? You could also ask yourself, where are you now? Where do you want to be in five years time? and plan to expand your methods and ideas. So good communication and good organisation. As a teacher, we often give one-to-one -one lessons and often that time is the only time that your student will have that type of tuition. You have the job of influencing, encouraging and helping them to grow. Creativity is essential. How to keep lessons interesting, current and exciting. For the moment then, that's enough of all that, which leads very nicely to Mike Mower's short piece from the album, Not the Boring Stuff, entitled, That's Enough of That. Thank you. 
That's Enough of That, written by the wonderful Mike Mower. Now, I had a question recently about how to restart teaching safely after the pandemic. This is at the moment so difficult to answer. There have been many successful Zoom lessons over the last months, but as the new school and college terms begin again in September, protocols will have to be put in place and it's going to be very, very difficult in relation to win players. We can all still follow the general guidelines of washing hands, using sanitizer and keeping one to two metres apart. I think that some sort of perspex screen between teacher and students could work much, much the same way as in the shops. And I would hope that schools are thinking now about how music lessons can happen safely because music is so essential for mental well-being and we all need that after this terrible time. I think that it's a case of we must wait and see what's suggested in a way that can be adopted by all of us. So I hope today's podcast was, was useful and interesting. Do write to us with any podcast requests at our usual email address, flutepodcasts at gmail.com and also on our designated Facebook page, Talking Flutes. And you can ask questions on that page too. Or contact us via Twitter or Instagram, at Claire Flute or at Flute. Until next time, bye for now. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.